Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hi. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Thank you guys for joining me each and every week as we try to navigate the fantasy landscape. Space Garage Burger and Beer text line 913-576-7610. I've been off all week. I'm pretty well rested, to be completely honest. Um, And it was kind of impossible to do fantasy prep this week because uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but we're in the middle of a pandemic. And the pandemic is doing us no favors over Thanksgiving. Uh, hopefully you had Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, and or Antonio Gibson in your lineup on Thursday because uh, they gave you a nice head start on what's going to be a tough Sunday to navigate. As I'm sure most of you have noticed, the Baltimore Ravens-Pittsburgh Steelers situation is a complete mess. Uh, The Ravens are legitimately dealing with an outbreak. I think they've got 22 players over the last several days that have been put on the COVID list. That includes Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins. Then this morning, we found out Mark Andrews is also on the COVID list as he has tested positive now. It's a complete mess. Steelers lost James Conner because he has tested positive. That game's been moved to Tuesday night at 7 p.m., I don't think you can start anybody like, like it, it's devastating because, you know, for the Steelers, you have Chase Claypool, you have Deontay Johnson, who have been absolute fantasy stars. Uh, Juju still a very serviceable fantasy player. He's dealing with an injury, but since they got the extra time Tuesday, Juju's probably good to go. You want to put all those guys in your lineup, even in a tough matchup against the Ravens. But I, I don't know if that tough matchup really makes a difference because the Ravens are going to be down so many starters in this game because they're, they're, they're not just dealing with, close contact they're dealing with players testing positive at an alarming rate and so I feel like you can't start any of those guys this week Uh, I I mean for the Ravens maybe it's Gus Edwards uh, because I would still expect that Dobbins and Ingram who tested positive can't play on Tuesday Lamar Jackson's absolutely out in that game Mark Andrews is absolutely out in that game it's a complete mess oh and by the way the Broncos don't have a starting quarterback so we'll We'll get to all that and more. We'll break down all the matchups. We'll try to navigate all this stuff. We will try to get you set up the best way that we possibly can. But it's a uh, it's a bleep show this week. Like to, to put it uh, the best way that I know how to. It's it's bad across the NFL, and I would expect that it's only going to continue to get worse, and it's only going to get a lot harder to manage in your fantasy lineups. But uh, again, Smay's Garage Burger and Beer text line 913-576-7610. I'll try to answer those all throughout the show. Try to get you set up. Let's get to the matchups. Spread the field. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons run defense has actually been really strong this season, so I don't really love Josh Jacobs this week. Uh, he, he's still getting too much volume for, for you to bench, but the Falcons run defense has been legitimately good. Now, part of the reason is that they're so easy to pass on. Everybody can pass on them. They've only given up four rushing touchdowns all season. And so you can pass on this team. I think the Raiders are going to struggle to run the ball a little bit here, but I would expect them that they, they, they should challenge that Falcon secondary with Derek Carr. Derek Carr needs to show up and play like he did against the chiefs like that. That's what they need Derek Carr to do today. So 
I'm still putting Jacobs in my lineup, but I don't love him. I absolutely love Darren Waller. The Falcons have allowed the most tight end touchdowns in the NFL this year. Darren Waller in an absolutely incredible situation this week. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is the best wide receiver for the Raiders, I guess. When he gets volume, he's produced this season, so I think you can play him here in a pinch. Uh, I can't trust any other Raiders wide receiver, though. Nobody else is getting enough volume. Henry Ruggs is completely uninvolved in this offense. I do like Derek Carr here. I'm putting Derek Carr into multiple lineups this week. I think he's got an opportunity to really produce. But outside of Nelson Aguilar, I'm trying to avoid those Raiders wide receivers. Uh, Julio Jones for the Falcons is a legitimate game time decision. There was a report this morning. He's unlikely to play. Still has not been confirmed. He was clearly hurt last week and he left the game and was out for like most of the game, but then came back in the fourth quarter and got a couple of catches because they were desperate and they thought they had a chance to win the game. I think that was kind of stupid because he was clearly limping around on the field and he's been dealing with this hamstring injury all season long. So bringing him back in the game, probably not a good idea last week. He didn't practice at all this week. He's going to try to give it a go. But there's a worry here for me that if he does go, he's just going to be a decoy and he's clearly injured. He's clearly not 100%. I think you got to steer away from Julio Jones this week. Um, I'm absolutely putting Calvin Ridley in my lineup, though. Uh, the, the Raiders are a strong matchup for opposing wide receivers. They've given up a lot of yards over the last month or so, given up plenty of touchdowns. Calvin Ridley, the obvious number one wide receiver if Julio Jones does not go here. Uh, Hayden Hurst. He's coming off a big fat zero. He's also banged up, but tight ends can score on the Raiders and in a tight end wasteland. I think Hayden Hurst is a guy you still have to put in your lineup. Matt Ryan really worries me though. Uh, Matt Ryan's been terrible when Julio Jones is out of the lineup. And so I'm trying to steer clear of Matt Ryan. If I can, I I understand if you don't have a better quarterback out there, but I I do think there's guys that you could probably go pick up uh, who who are going to give you a little bit more upside this week than Matt Ryan. Todd Gurley is out in this game. Brian Hill is going to be the guy you want to pick up and add if he's still available in your league. If you didn't already go pick him up, I think you need to go do that right now. Uh, The Raiders run defense has actually been okay, but they give up a lot of scores. And that's really all Atlanta uses their backs for. Like Brian Hill's not going to come out in this game and have 25 touches or something like that. He's going to do what Todd Gurley does, which is like give you 12 to 15 touches and get all the goal line work. So I could see a scenario here where Brian Hill doesn't give you a lot in the yards department, but could still stumble into like a two touchdown game. So I I think you absolutely need to put Brian Hill in your lineup. The chargers at the bills. Justin Herbert is absolutely unbenchable at this point. He's been incredible. I've already said that he's got the second most talented arm in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes. Herbert's been absolutely unreal. So he has to go in your lineup each and every week without question. Keenan Allen, also been ridiculous. He leads the NFL in targets and receptions with Justin Herbert this season. Keenan Allen, absolute must start each and every week. And I like Mike Williams this week. He, he's finally seeing a consistent role uh, with Justin Herbert as the quarterback. He's been producing as of late. It is a tough matchup against the Bills secondary. He's probably going to see a lot of Tredavious White because Keenan Allen's going to come out of the slot. White doesn't really move to the slot. He stays on the perimeter. So he's probably going to see a lot of White, but This Bills pass defense isn't as good as you think it is. And so while Tredavious White is still a a really, really talented cornerback, I think Mike Williams is getting enough volume. He's getting enough looks. Uh, He's got the contested catch ability. I think he can still be a guy that you play today. Hunter Henry doesn't get enough targets, but he finally got in the end zone last week, and he's got kind of a safe floor. He doesn't get a ton of yards. He doesn't get a ton of targets. But again, tight end's terrible. Hunter Henry's going to be in your lineup. Austin Eckler is set to return. They claim they want to work him in slow, though. So, Kalen Balage is a game-time decision. He's been the lead back in this offense because Joshua Kelly's been absolutely terrible. Uh, Troy Main Pope could be involved here. I don't believe them for a second that Austin Eckler, if Austin Eckler comes out and is all of a sudden making these big plays, looking like he's their clear best running back, I don't think they're going to move off of him, especially if Kalen Balage doesn't play. They're not going to, they're certainly not going to do that for Tremaine Pope. So I think Austin Eckler absolutely has to be in your lineup. I'm starting him everywhere I can get him this week. I think he's good to go. Uh, For the Bills, John Brown went on IR this week. The Chargers secondary hasn't been good this year, but they are set to get Chris Harris Jr. back. Um, So you still play Stephon Diggs, of course. He's been awesome. He's been uh, uh, unbelievable this season. And and Cole Beasley's interesting here. 
He continues to produce when he gets enough volume. The problem has been the volume. But with John Brown headed to IR, I think Cole Beasley's going to see an uptick in volume. I think Cole Beasley could be a guy that you have to start if you're thin at wide receiver this week. But obviously, he's he's not going to... He's not going to be what Stefan Diggs is for you. So Stefan Diggs absolutely has to be in your lineup. I'm still playing Josh Allen. Uh, Zach Moss has outtouched Devin Singletary in the last two games. So he's the guy I would start here. I would bench Devin Singletary. The New York Giants at the Cincinnati Bengals. Wayne Gallman. Yes, Wayne Gallman has quietly been very productive. He scored in four consecutive games. And I've got him in one deep dynasty league where I haven't even considered starting him at all. I'm starting him this week because it's a good matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. And Wayne Gallman's the guy right now. He he continues to find ways to produce for the Giants. And so he he's the Bengals are giving up over five yards per carry on the year. I think Wayne Gallman's somehow an absolute must start in fantasy football this week. So if you got Wayne Gallman or if he's still available for whatever reason in your league, I would go add him and play him this week. Uh, Daniel Jones actually has a good matchup here. Um, so I, I think Daniel Jones is a guy like if you're a Matt Ryan owner, Daniel Jones is probably available on your waiver wire. I think I'd rather play Daniel Jones over Matt Ryan this week. I, I, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Uh, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton both have good matchups. The Bengals have been getting torched by wide receivers over the last three games. So I, I think you can play both of those guys this week. Uh, Evan Ingram finally getting involved and producing a little bit. I, I think Evan Ingram is in play this week. Good matchup for him here against the Bengals defense. It's bad against opposing tight ends. Uh, I think all of those guys are in play for the Giants. I know it, it's weird. We're going heavy on the Giants this week, but that's where we are in fantasy football. Uh, for the Bengals, Giovanni Bernard should be good to go here. He was fighting concussion early in the week. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan is the problem, though. He's been getting more and more involved. And so since Gio took over as the lead back for Joe Mixon, who went on IR last week, uh, he's been losing touches each and every week to Samaj P. Ryan. We've seen his, his snap total rise each and every week. And so I'm kind of worried about both of them. It's not a terrible matchup. I, I think that you can still play Giovanni Bernard. I'm not playing Samaj P. Ryan, uh, but I think you have to temper expectations a little bit because Giovanni Bernard's not just not the lead back that you were hoping he would be when, you know, when Joe Mixon went down and he's proven that he's banged up now too. He just can't take that every down type of player workload. And Joe Burrow, who's done for the season, uh, tore his ACL last week. That hurts the value of Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and A.J. Green. They all worry me with Brandon Allen taking over. Um, I'm still going to play T. Higgins because I think the T. Higgins is really talented, and we were starting to see he was becoming a weekly starter with Joe Burrow. He's not that now. He's a he's a matchup dependent player, and it's really not. A, he's probably going to see a lot of James Bradbury, who I've told you has been really good this season. I still think he's got an opportunity here. So I'm playing him in a couple of lineups because I don't really have anybody else. I think he's still going to get the look. So T Higgins can still be in your lineup. And Tyler Boyd, I think is the guy that is going to benefit the most from having Brandon Allen in for Joe Burrow. Uh, he, he's the safest option here. He's kind of the safety valve of that offense because they don't really have a viable tight end. So Tyler Boyd's a guy I would absolutely put into my lineup. Um, Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line 913576. Uh, seven six ten. Text in your lineup questions. I will answer those all throughout the show. Storm warnings with Steve. Uh, as far as weather goes this week, there's really nothing you should worry about. I mean, we're we're more worried about COVID right now than we are weather this week. So at least that eliminates one thing that we need to be worried about. Uh, we need a quick timeout, but when we get back, we'll get to some more matchups and uh, we'll discuss our goal line go to the week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I'm Steven Serta. You can follow me on Twitter at Steven Serta. Sweet's Garage Burger and Beer text line 913-576-7610. Text in your line of questions. I will answer those all throughout the show. I'm here until 10 a.m. Then my guy Jay Binkley's taking over. He's got you till noon and then uh, our Chiefs coverage starts right here as we are the radio broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Got a massive game today against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with tons of fantasy implications. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of Chiefs I like today. Clyde Edwards Alaire, not really one of them, but I'll, I'll tell you guys here in a little bit why that is. Go line, go. 
So Latavius Murray could be a lot more involved than you think this week. Alvin Kamara has been really banged up and I'm not saying you bench Alvin Kamara. Obviously Alvin Kamara is one of the best running backs in fantasy football. He's been absolutely incredible all year. But uh, one thing that I think went really unnoticed last week was that Alvin Kamara quietly played the less than 50% of the snaps for the saints. And that's because he's been battling through multiple injuries. And we saw last season when he got banged up, it really affected his play. So I think there's a chance here with this, with this Denver Broncos game that Alvin Kamara, it, it could basically be a bye week for the saints. Uh, the Broncos don't have a quarterback this week. And I know the saints are starting Taysom Hill here, but there's no reason for them to deploy everybody, especially if Kamara is dealing with an injury. I think you could see a lot of Latavius Murray today because Kamara is so banged up. You basically give Kamara some time to rest. And, and you know, this is a game you should easily win with or without him. So why give him a full workload today when he's been battling through injuries each and every week? So I think that you could see a lot of Latavius Murray today. If he's available in your league, he should be rostered in all leagues because he's the handcuff to Kamara. But if he's available, I think Latavius Murray, if you're in a pinch, I think he's a guy you could turn towards today because I think he's going to have an opportunity to get more work than you think. Loud wrong. I'm not going to go as far as to say I was wrong about Taysom Hill last week. I said that this was a game where there there's no tape. So it could look like a success on paper because teams just don't know how to play him. And to me, that's exactly what it was. I know his stats looked fine. He did not look like a good passer to me personally. I still don't have a lot of faith in Taysom Hill. And we see this over and over again in the NFL. Like Jake Lutton had that one monster game uh, a few weeks ago. Like we, we see guys who... When teams don't have tape to game plan for them and to diagnose things within the film room, we see them come out and have success. And so I think that's kind of what that game was. I, I'm not saying Taysom Hill is going to be absolutely awful this week. I just don't think Taysom Hill's a guy that like you want to go add because I feel like a lot of people are saying, yeah, you can go at him. He got, you know, those rushing touchdowns last week. He did not look like a competent starting NFL passer, in my opinion. And I have very little faith in him moving forward but if you want to buy into the hype go for it all birds i already told you justin herbert is a starter each and every week for me in my fantasy lineups and he should be for you i absolutely love him in my daily lineup today i think he's got a fantastic matchup i, I know on paper you think oh the bills and Tredavious white justin herbert's been producing against everybody i have faith in justin herbert i also have faith in austin eckler i know they they want to bring him back slow. They want to work him back into the offense, make sure he's completely healthy. Austin Eckler's been out for a while, like like two months. Austin Eckler has been on the shelf. Austin Eckler, workout warrior. He's in incredible shape. He's the best running back on this roster, and it's not even close. I, it, again, if they get, give him touches, I think that he's going to find a way to get heavily involved in the offense today. I think he's going to be more involved than they're, than they're trying to project ahead of the game. Uh, I absolutely love Mike Davis today. As long as Christian McCaffrey's out of the lineup, Mike Davis is a starter in your lineup. I also love Tyreek Hill. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is good, but their secondary is the biggest weakness of that defense. I think Tyreek Hill is going to be in for a big one today. I think Mahomes is going to try to put up points against Brady. I think Mahomes is going to try to prove, you know, Obviously, he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Tom Brady's old. He's not quite the same guy. But Patrick Mahomes shows up for big games. I think he's going to show up today. I absolutely love Tyreek Hill. And Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is shaping into one of the absolute best deep threats in the NFL. He's been absolutely incredible. The problem is he's just not getting a lot of volume each and every week. So you basically got to bank on him getting that long touchdown or that long big play down the sideline because that's where he's been the most effective. Thankfully, Adam Thielen is out today, so that helps Justin Jefferson. Even in a game where I expect the Vikings to probably run the ball a lot, I still think there's going to be some passing volume here, and I think a lot of it is going to go to Justin Jefferson because Adam Thielen is not in this game. Uh, I also love my guy, LaVisca Chenault. I know I've been a LaVisca Chenault truther. I know it's burned me multiple times this year, but this is a great matchup. The Browns' secondary is absolutely awful. They only had one viable cornerback really in Denzel Ward and he's also out this week so come in LaVisca Chenault Keelan Cole uh they don't have DJ Chark this week they don't have Mike Conley for the Jaguars I think LaVisca's gonna be in for a nice game today and I've got him in multiple lineups 
Uh, Mike Jasicki, he's been really up and down, been really frustrating. You know the athletic profile's there. You know he's a really talented player. He just doesn't get enough volume, but he actually has over the last couple of weeks. He's finally starting to see a, a healthy amount of targets which he's turning into, you know, 40, 50 yards here and there. And so, and the tight end landscape, that's that's serviceable and that's start worthy. I also really like Jamison Crowder. Sam Darnold is going to be back for the Jets today. And when Sam Darnold was the starting quarterback earlier this season, Jamison Crowder was a top 10 wide receiver in each and every game that he played. He's going to get a ton of volume. He's going to get the looks from Sam Darnold. I think he's going to bounce back today because with, with Joe Flacco in, it was Brashad Perriman, not Jamison Crowder. I think it goes the other way with Sam Darnold back as the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Love Jamison Crowder today. Let's get back to our matchups. The Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. Phillip Rivers is actually starting to throw the rock a bit. He's become a possible serviceable fantasy starter. Um, he, he's been much better over the last couple of weeks, and that has coincided with Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's been the most targeted wide receiver for this Colts offense, and, and the Phil resurgence has coincided with that development. So I like Phillip Rivers, and I like Michael Pittman because the Titan secondary has been absolutely brutal all season long. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was added to the COVID list, so he is out in this one. Neheim Hines and Jordan Wilkins are both in play this week. Uh, I, I like the upside of Hines a little bit more because you know he's going to be involved in the passing game in a way that Wilkins isn't. But I expect both of them to get, you know, upwards of 10 carries in this game. And you can run on the Titans. Like, the Titans' defense just isn't very good. So I actually like Hines and Jordan Wilkins as both value plays this week that you can plug into your lineup. Uh, for the Titans, Ryan Tannehill is not a start for me this week. Tannehill started the year as what looked like a, a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Now he's still been throwing touchdowns, but his volume has dropped dramatically. He hasn't been nearly as efficient. There hasn't been as many big plays. Uh, and so I, I don't really trust him against this Colts defense that has been absolutely elite. Although it is worth noting DeForest Buckner is supposed to be out in this game. Uh, he was added to the COVID list as well, I believe. So DeForest Buckner not being in this game is a huge blow to that defense. So I understand if you need to add Ryan or if you need to play Ryan Tannehill this week, I I, I don't fault you for it. I, I just don't trust him that much right now. Uh, but AJ Brown still in my lineup, you know, with AJ Brown, he's so unbelievably talented. All it takes is one. All it takes is one catch and AJ Brown's start was worth it. He's done that multiple times over uh, since he's come back from injury. AJ Brown's a guy that even, even a couple of weeks ago when he had a one catch 21 yard game against the Colts, it was a dud game. AJ Brown's still in my lineup. He dropped what would have been like a 70 yard touchdown in that game. I, I still have faith that he can find a way to produce and bounce back in his second matchup against the Colts. Um, Corey Davis actually might be the safer play here. Corey Davis is actually getting more volume than AJ Brown and he's getting more targets and he's actually been a consistent fantasy asset. Now he doesn't come with the upside of Brown. He's not the type of star player that AJ Brown is, but I think that Corey Davis is a guy that you could probably put in your lineup this week. Uh, John New Smith, Still really good, but he's a touchdown-dependent tight end. The thing is, he's you know second in the NFL in tight end touchdowns. So even though he's not getting as much volume now, I think he's a guy you still got to put in your lineup each and every week. Obviously, Derrick Henry is in your lineup. Uh, with DeForest Buckner out, that's a huge blow to that Colts defense. So uh, Derrick Henry is a lock for me. The New England Patriots at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings run defense has been up and down. They've shut down some good run teams, and they've struggled against other ones that aren't so good. So... Uh, you're still playing Mike Davis. I, I, I mean, it goes without question. Mike Davis without Christian McCaffrey in the lineup is getting enough volume each and every week to be in your fantasy lineup. And so he absolutely sh should be. Uh, the Panthers get Teddy Bridgewater back today. He should be go good to go here. The Vikings pass defense is one of the worst in the NFL. So Teddy's actually a guy, you know, like I mentioned with Matt Ryan, who I, I'm questionable about today. Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that's probably available in a lot of your leagues. And Teddy Bridgewater comes with a really safe floor. The problem is Teddy doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns. Like you can't bank on Teddy, even in a great matchup, throwing for like four touchdowns. And that's what you would really need. But if you had Antonio Gibson, if you had Will Fuller, if you had guys like that who gave you a really large lead out of the gate on Thanksgiving, I think Teddy is a, a safe floor guy with like very minimal risk that you could go put into your lineup today and, and just feel comfortable, hopefully coasting to a win. Um, and as far as their pass catchers go, 
I'm kind of bummed that Teddy's starting, to be honest, because I kind of want to see another week with P.J. Walker, the way he was targeting D.J. Moore. D.J. Moore had a monster game last week, and that's what happens when you get D.J. Moore heavily involved in the offense. He's obviously the Panthers' most talented wide receiver. Hopefully, Matt Rule is figuring that out. Hopefully, he'll still be heavily involved because it's an incredible matchup. The Vikings have one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. They're getting torched across the board by wide receivers each and every week. Uh, Curtis Samuel's been heavily involved in the offense. He's got a great matchup. He's in play for me this week. And Robbie Anderson, about the safest PPR option wide receiver you can find out there. He just gets you a consistent 10 points every week. He hasn't been explosive, and part of that is because the Panthers check down a lot, and they don't, you know, Teddy doesn't really sling it. But I do like Robbie Anderson. He's only got one touchdown on the year that came all the way back in the first week of the season. That's got to turn around. Like, it in, I don't think that Robbie Anderson's going to finish the year with one wide receiver touchdown. I think that's going to turn around. He's got a great opportunity to get that turned around this week. I'm still putting Robbie Anderson in my lineup. And for the Vikings, Dalvin Cook, obviously, in your lineup. It uh, go, goes without saying. I don't need to elaborate on that much. Adam Thielen is not expected to play here, which makes me worry about their entire offense as a whole. But we've seen this from the Vikings before. Without Adam Thielen, this could be a game where Dalvin Cook gets 25 to 30 touches because that's just what they do sometimes. Uh, so that being said, I don't think I can play Kirk Cousins because I just don't think there's going to be a lot of passing volume. Like I, I could see this being a game where Kirk Cousins throws the ball 20 times. I will still play Justin Jefferson because I'm hoping with Thielen out, those 20 passing attempts I'm projecting Kirk Cousins to have, I hope that like nine of those attempts go to Justin Jefferson and he breaks one and he breaks one for a long touchdown. He's certainly capable of that. We know he's an incredibly talented player and the Panthers secondary isn't anything to worry about. Uh, Irv Smith is out in this game, but I'm still not going to recommend you play Kyle Rudolph. I, you know how I feel about Kyle Rudolph. We just don't do that here. Uh, Space Garage Burger and Beer Text Line 913-576-7610. Text in your lineup questions. I'll continue to answer those until 10 a.m. We need a quick timeout, but when we get back, SI.com's Ben Heisler. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Each and every week at this time, we're joined by our good friend from SI.com, Benny Heiss. You can follow him on Twitter at Benny Heiss. Heisler, the world is uh, its in a tough spot right now, especially in the NFL. Uh, COVID is running rampant across the country, and it is really hurting the NFL at the moment. Uh, it's a mess this week, and it's especially a mess for the Baltimore Ravens. This game between the Steelers is supposed to be on Tuesday evening. Uh, but the Ravens keep putting more and more players on the COVID list. Mark Andrews, the, the newest one this morning. Uh, another star player the Ravens aren't going to have on Tuesday and probably will be without Lamar Jackson as well. How are you managing your Ravens and Steelers this week? Well, for anybody that uh, bet this game early in the week and put the under, I, I applaud you, I salute you, and uh, I, I want whatever insight you might have had. It's just... To put it put it flatly, sir, it just sucks. Like this is a marquee matchup. It was an opportunity for the Ravens to try and get themselves back in the race. And frankly, I kind of like their opportunity coming into the start of the week. But especially now, if you're not going to have Mark Andrews, certainly Lamar Jackson not being able to be available, two of your top three running backs, it just doesn't seem to add up. Even with the Steelers now likely having James Conner out as well, uh, the, the whole thing is a fantasy mess. If you have Steelers and Ravens players. Uh, I know that your respective leagues are likely keeping them intact for Week 12. Um, but, but frankly, I, I feel like this is going to turn into one of those makeup games, uh, you know, sort of like what a, a Week 18 might look like. I, I just don't see as more Ravens continue to have this outbreak, Serta, if the NFL finds a way to, to play this game on Tuesday. I feel like they've tried to exhaust a lot of different options and. You know it's the NFL, so they're going to do whatever they damn well can to try and get this game on the schedule. But at this point, I, I just don't know um, how you can do it in good faith. Yeah, if you're in a league where you know it's been stipulated that you can put those guys in your lineup and name a replacement player if the game gets canceled or whatever, I kind of feel like you still have to do that with their with Pittsburgh's wide receivers because they're all so talented. And you know, I know Juju's banged up, but I still want Johnson and Claypool in my lineup. I Gus Edwards, I guess, is the only Raven that you could put in your lineup and hope the game actually gets played. 
Yeah, and again, like at that point, you're dealing with so many different semantics that you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? And if the game gets canceled, yeah, you want to try and keep your flex spots available, but uh, those are options that you know you don't want to necessarily burn. So uh, try and keep those flex spots open as best as you can. Try and continue to follow the news cycle. I am treating it as of now that this game will not be played. That's just kind of how I'm approaching it as more and more cases continue to come out on the Baltimore side. Um, I'm taking it from a, a super cautious level. The last thing you want uh, with the fantasy playoffs a week or two away is to get a big goose egg on the scoreboard. Uh, another game that is just being terrorized by COVID-19, the Denver Broncos and the New Orleans Saints. The Broncos don't have a starting quarterback this week. Like it, it, In all likelihood, it could either be uh, a lot of wildcat formations with Royce Freeman as their emergency quarterback or a, a practice squad wide receiver who is a college quarterback. Uh, you can't start any Broncos, right? And it's a bad matchup for their running back. So in a game that where you would think, okay, Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay are going to get a ton of touches, it's a terrible matchup. So you just got to avoid all of these guys, right? Yeah, I think so too. And, and it's a disappointment for somebody like, like Jerry Judy, even though it's a, a tougher matchup in the Saints defense really has taken off over the last several weeks. He's, you know, one of the top leaders over the last several weeks in the NFL in air yards, and Patrick, KJ Hamler. Um, and Drew Locke is, is slinging it around a little bit. And yeah, he's probably a little bit too turnover prone at this point, but he's still taking some chances downfield. And you knew that Denver was going to have to throw to keep up with the Saints today. And so I, 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 I look at it as a pretty big disappointment for really everybody across the board. Melvin Gordon has been a big fantasy disappointment in Denver this year. Um, Philip Lindsay's been dealing with some injuries as well. Um, I mean, I suppose, I suppose, for bare bones minimum, depending on what ends up happening, you could look in DFS at Royce Freeman if he ends up being the emergency quarterback. But, um, you know, he's 4,000, and you can't even play him at the quarterback position. But, you know, maybe it's sort of like a Tyson Hill situation where you kind of just move it all around. So I, I think from that perspective, it gets really interesting. And. I'm curious of your thoughts on this because I, I felt like it went kind of unnoticed last week for the New Orleans Saints that Alvin Kamara got, had less than 50% of the snaps last week. Now, he's been really banged up. He's dealing with a couple of different injuries. Uh, it was Taysom Hill, and the game was pretty much in hand the entire time. I'm curious because there's no reason for the Saints to go all out in this game. Like, Should, should fantasy owners be worried that Alvin Kamara, who's still a little banged up, still fighting through some injuries, is going to kind of get get to rest because it's essentially a bye week for this Saints team going against a team without a quarterback. So is Latavius Murray a guy you could pivot to today? Um, that's not a terrible play. I, I, I tend to look at Denver's defense, especially when they play at home, as not awful. And if anything, you know, I, I still kind of look at them and say they're missing some and key pieces on the defensive side of the ball this year. But now you have a full week of game tape on Taysom Hill. And I actually think this is a good situation for Vic Fangio. Like, a lot of people are going to be on Taysom Hill and Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, regardless of the injury situation, because they know that the Broncos have been bad this year. Um, but think about it from this perspective. Let's say Royce Freeman is the emergency quarterback. I mean, they're going to be running it in a wide variety of ways. It's going to be a lot of pound and ground, a lot of taking away time of possession for the Saints this week. And I, I think the goal is, is basically just to play good defense and, and not turn the ball over. Um, you know, they only gave up 13 points to Miami last week. They might be starting to turn the corner. They had six acts, forced an interception. Like, I kind of look at Denver as a bit of a sneaky defense this week against the Saints team that had been rolling. Um, so from that perspective, like, I, yeah, I, I suppose somebody like Murray is in play, and, and Denver hasn't necessarily been great in stopping the run. But um, other than maybe Michael Thomas, I'm kind of looking at the Saints' offense as a bit of a faith this week. And I, I do want to make it clear, if I have Alvin Kamara, I'm not benching him or anything. I, right. I, I'm just a little worried about him this week because I, there, there's really no reason for Alvin Kamara to just get 20 touches in this game. It, it's a, It's the first NFL game where neither side has like a legitimate starting quarterback because I don't think Taysom Hill's a quarterback either. He just, he, he looked okay last week, but there's no film on Taysom Hill. Right. Yeah. And again, I don't bench Alvin Kamara until there's any sort of news reports that's saying that he's either going to get limited snaps and maybe you don't see it, but I get the reason why you'd be concerned, especially with his current injury status, especially 
going to Denver, um, and, and also sort of making themselves ready and available heading into the start of the playoffs. I'm with you there. Uh, another running back that I'm worried about this week, Chiefs running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, the Chiefs have a good matchup against the Bucks. It should should be a good game, should be a lot of offensive opportunities for fantasy purposes. Uh, but the Bucks' run defense is straight-up elite. They're, they're, they're fantastic. They do not let anybody run on them. And you can get do a little damage through the passing game with them. The problem is the Chiefs just aren't involving Clyde or Le'Veon Bell much in the passing game. So I'm curious how you feel about Clyde this week. Should fantasy owners be worried about starting him? Yes, they should. Um, this is going to be a game through the air on, well, I don't know if I'd necessarily say on both sides, because I think for the Bucks, um, that that's going to be a key for success for them. I, I think Ronald Jones is actually in line for a pretty solid game uh, against the Chiefs defense this week. But um, yeah, you're right. It's very difficult to run on Tampa Bay. And, I mean, look at the, the body of work over the last handful of weeks for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He only saw two targets last week against Vegas. I had five targets against Carolina. I ended up finishing with three receptions for 20 yards. I suppose if you think this is the week that Andy says, all right, we can't run up the middle with these guys, but we have two outstanding pass-catching running backs, um, you can sort of play the opposite card and say, all right, we're going to do what we haven't done throughout the course of the year and really involve both these guys in the passing game. Um, but I, I think you can expose Tampa in the middle of the field. I think this is a big game for Travis Kelsey. Uh, certainly you know that, that Tyreek Hill is likely going to test the limitations of the defense as well. Uh, so Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, I think those guys are, are great plays. Um, in DFS this week, it's a full-game stack. You could run it back with either Antonio Brown or Mike Evans or, or really you know, sort of switch it around and do Brady uh, and Evans and Antonio Brown, mix it up with either Hill or Kelsey coming back in DFS this week. Um, I, I just don't know how you can confidently project what target share will look like for both Edwards Alaire and Le'Veon Bell just because they haven't had the touches in the passing game that we probably expected. So I, I suppose if you're trying to track you know, the last handful of weeks where Le'Veon Bell has had two targets in the last two games and Clyde Edwards Alaire has only had three or four, yeah, it wouldn't seem like it would make a lot of sense for them to be startable options. But if you're also like Andy Reid and you've made really good adjustments this year, uh, maybe it just means that you don't run those guys as much and you target them more in the passing game. So I, I think it could be a bit of a contrarian play this week. Chargers running back Austin Eckler is finally set to return from injured reserve. Uh, he was dealing with a serious hamstring injury that sidelined him for several weeks. Uh, the Chargers are saying they're going to ease him back in, as is usually the case with these reports. They say that, then he winds up going out and getting 20 touches. Are you putting Austin Eckler in your lineup without question this week? Yeah, I, I, I think so, because they're going to need him. I, I think this is actually a bounce-back spot for Buffalo um, against the quarterback who has good, who is good as he has been, um, is still fairly turnover-prone. He's still making the risky throw. And Buffalo's defense has been a bit of a mess this year, uh, certainly against the wide receiver spot. Um, but I think coming off a of bye, getting Tredavious White fully healthy is going to be a, a big impact for them. And remember, we were looking at Buffalo as a projected top-five defense heading into the start of the season, and it just hasn't shown up. Um, now, they've had a really good offense, too, and it hasn't put as much pressure on the defense to step up and be great. But uh, as the games and, and as the weather starts to get a little bit more chilly, I, I do look at Buffalo as a team that is bouncing in the right direction when it comes to their defense. So they're going to need Austin Eckler involved heavily in the passing game to have a chance in this game. I firmly believe that. And so I would look at Eckler as a startable wide, you know, running back two, three, maybe even a flex option this week as well, just because, I know what they're saying, but they're going to need him. And so you might see those targets go up, especially late in the game if they're trailing. The Cincinnati Bengals lost standout rookie quarterback Joe Burrow for the season last week. Uh, it's devastating to me as I have T. Higgins in almost every league that I've got going for me. How do you feel about these Bengals wide receivers moving forward between Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins with their backup quarterback? Not particularly good. The one thing about Brandon Allen is that he is very familiar with Zach Taylor's offense, and so I don't think they'll have any sort of concerns. And, and Brandon Allen, what, what we saw from him last year is that even though he's not particularly accurate, he'll take some shots still down the field. I think what you'll likely see is Tyler Boyd see his targets go down maybe you know a couple. I still think he'll be involved. He'll still be a good high-floor player each and every week. 
I think T. Higgins now goes from being like a really solid, reliable wide receiver two to like a borderline wide receiver three, wide receiver four, high upside, high risk play every week. Like I could see a situation, um, you know, against the New York Jet or the New York Giants this week where T. Higgins catches, you know, three passes for seventy-four yards and a touchdown, and one of them comes on a sixty-yard play where he just is able to escape and. Allen ends up making one completion, and then he has like eight, nine targets on the day, um, but they just can't get to, they can't get on the same page. So he's going to have some solid games, I, I think, the rest of the way with Brandon Allen, but he could also have some absolute stinkers as well. And then A.J. Green, I, I know that he's still an air yards leader this year, but he just hasn't been reliable and hasn't been consistent. So um, I just think the, the way that Cincinnati plays, Serta, is that they're, they're the second most heavy passing team in the NFL. So I just don't think that changes, especially with Joe Mixon being out. Brandon Allen's going to throw the ball around. We'll just see whether or not he completes it. Follow him on Twitter, at Benny Heist. Check out all of his incredible work at SI.com. He's fantasy and gambling expert, Ben Heisler. Ben, go win some matchups. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Ben. I'll talk to you soon. Space Garage Burger and Beer text line 913-576-7610. Text in your line of questions. I'll answer those throughout the last 15 minutes or so. My guy Jay Binkley coming up at 10 a.m. taking you up till noon when our Chiefs coverage begins right here on 610 Sports Radio as we get you ready for the Chiefs and the Bucks massive game uh, today that you uh, you can catch all the pregame coverage right here on 610 Sports Radio. Need a quick timeout when we get back. We'll get to the rest of our matchups. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am Steven Serta. You can follow me on Twitter at Steven Serta. Space Garage Burger and Beer text line 913-576-7610. You got about 10 more minutes to get in your lineup questions. Uh, before we get out of here, my guy Jay Binkley takes over. Um, no more news on the COVID front as of yet, but you're going to have to be, I mean, you could be locked in right here, of course, because we'll have all those updates for you um, leading up to NFL kickoffs at noon. But you're going to want to pay attention to everything because, I mean, it's changing up to the minute. It's literally yesterday, it seemed like every, every hour there was more players testing positive for COVID and more guys. Uh, going on the COVID list that aren't going to be available today for your fantasy lineup. So you're going to have to really pay attention to that today. And there's still some injury designations that we're keeping an eye on. So this is a day today where leading up to NFL kickoffs, you're really going to have to be locked into your lineups. Top off player of the week. Calvin Ridley will likely be the number one guy, especially if Julio Jones does not go here where there's still a chance Julio goes, but no matter what, Julio Jones is hurt, and we know he's hurt, and we know that Julio Jones could be a decoy today. And so Calvin Ridley's been a monster when he's been healthy this year, and he should continue to be a weekly starter, obviously, but I absolutely love his potential today. Calvin Ridley is in each and every one of my lineups. I think even if Julio Jones does not play, Calvin Ridley is in an absolute smash spot this week. Uh, we still got a bunch of matchups to get to, so let's try to burn through them. The uh, Arizona Cardinals at the New England Patriots. Kyler Murray's good to go. The Patriots' defense hasn't been close to what you think it is this season. They just aren't very good. Uh, they've been without Stephon Gilmore, which obviously makes a difference, but this just isn't a very talented roster. DeAndre Hopkins, still a must-start at wide receiver. Uh, he had success against this team even when uh, uh, Gilmore has 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 been on wide receivers have had success against this team. Even when Gilmore has been on the field this season, he hasn't been the uh, you know defensive player of the year that he was last season. Uh, the Pats run defense has still been good. So I don't love Kenyon Drake here, but it's probably hard for you to find another back who will get that many touches. So Kenyon Drake still a viable option. Chase Edmonds uh, isn't anything more than a handcuff at this point. He's just not getting any volume when Kenyon Drake is in the lineup. I don't hate Cam Newton this week, but it's all about what he does on the ground. He puts up big rushing days at home, and he doesn't throw a lot for whatever reason uh, when the, when they're at Gillette Stadium. I, I I don't know why that is. I don't know why the home road splits are so weird. But on the road, he seems to throw a lot. When they play at home, he seems to rush a lot. So I, I, I think that say you have uh, Cam Newton and Derek Carr. I think I'd rather start Derek Carr this week. I think he's got more upside going against the Atlanta Falcons. But I do think that Cam Newton has a safe floor with his rushing ability. I think he's going to be able to rush for a couple of touchdowns. Uh, 
Jacoby Myers finally felt safe. Uh, but then Demir Bird went off last week and got more targets. The only other Patriot I'm looking at are Damian Harris and James White. Uh, I don't think you could start any Patriots wide receivers. I think they're all hurting each other. And there's just, you know, Jacoby Myers finally felt like he was going to be the guy, but then last week wasn't involved in the offense at all. Uh, there's a chance Sonny Michelle's back, but I think Damian Harris has been good enough. He should still continue to be involved. Uh, James White did outsnap him last week, but James White was heavily involved out of nowhere. And the Patriots just do that sometimes. It's really frustrating. I get it, but I think Damian Harris and James White are still guys that you could start. Uh, the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. Listen, if you're completely desperate, Frank Gore's a guy you could probably start this week. The Jets are out of running back, so he's pretty much all they have. And Gore should get a vast majority of the work here. And the Dolphins are a team you can run on. I'm not saying go add him and, and plug him in over, uh, you know, somebody that you're worried about because they have a tough matchup. There's a lot of guys, a lot of guys I would rather start over Frank Gore. But if you're absolutely desperate, I'm saying there's some touches available today for Frank Gore in a decent matchup. He's a guy that is probably available that you could put in if you're absolutely desperate. Sam Donald makes his return here, which which could mean it could mean good things for Jamison Crowder. He was the top target for Sam Donald back in the offense uh, earlier in the season. So Jamison Crowder was like a top 10 wide receiver when he started games with Sam Darnold as the quarterback. He was getting a ton of volume. Jamison Crowder was not getting that volume with Joe Flacco. Brashad Perryman was getting that volume. I expect that to change today. I think Jamison Crowder is a guy you could absolutely put in your lineup and have high expectations for. Uh, Brashad Perriman's also going to see a lot of Xavier Howard, who's been absolutely elite this season. So I don't love Brashad Perriman this week. Brashad Perriman is a guy that, you know, as he gets healthy, he's been fantastic with Joe Flacco as a quarterback. He is a guy that I would be interested in possibly adding uh, moving forward as Sam Darnold gets back into the fold. For the Dolphins, Jakeem Grant is a sneaky play this week. He's been heavily involved in the offense without Preston Williams, who is on IR. Uh, Jets secondary is one of the worst in the NFL. They're down to like their third and fourth string cornerbacks. Uh, we also get Ryan Fitzmagic back this week. The Dolphins are playing it safe with Tua. He's dealing with an injury. Uh, so they're going back to the Fitzmagic. Well, Miles Gaskin isn't quite ready to return. So he's going to be out in this one. Salvin Ahmed is out in this one. Uh, so Matt Breida might be the guy or maybe DeAndre Washington. I'd rather just avoid uh, that, that backfield today. And the Jets are a decent run defense. So I'd rather just avoid the Dolphins backfield altogether. Devontae Parker hasn't really produced, even though he's been the top target in this offense. I think he can still play him because it's such an awful secondary, so he's going to have an opportunity today. Mike Jasicki actually has three catches and three has, has catches in three straight games, so he could be in play here. Uh, the Browns at the Jags. This is a really good matchup for Baker Mayfield. He's another one of those fringe QBs that I'm interested in putting into my lineup today. Uh, if you're a Carson Wentz owner, I don't trust Carson Wentz at all this week, and I'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, I, I would probably go add Baker Mayfield and put him into my lineup. I think he's a strong pivot. I think I'd rather take a chance on Rashard Higgins here over Jarvis Landry. Uh, Jarvis Landry just doesn't have that much upside. You know, he's got a safe floor, but Rashard Higgins is going to be the guy that actually has an opportunity to break plays downfield. And the Jags secondary is absolutely awful. Uh, you're still playing Nick Chubb every week. You're still playing Kareem Hunt every week. Austin Hooper, also fantastic matchup. Jags are bottom of the league against opposing tight ends. Austin Hooper can absolutely be in your lineup today. Uh, for the Jags, James Robinson, obviously, obviously in your lineup each and every week, the Browns actually have been a very, very good run defense this year, but Robinson still keeps finding ways to produce. He's getting all the touches. He still has to be in your lineup. Uh, DJ Chark out this week, uh, but the Browns don't have Denzel Ward and the Jags are also missing wide receiver, Chris Conley. So Keelan Cole and LaVisca Chenault are interesting plays. Uh, I'm not playing Mike Glennon, obviously, but there's going to be opportunity to throw in this game. There's going to be opportunity to score some points. And one of those wide receivers is going to have to be the guy. So, so take, take a chance on somebody, the saints at Broncos to make it simple. I'm just avoiding every Bronco. Uh, Phil and Melvin could all could see all the touches, but the saints are on defense is great. So I'm just avoiding it all. Uh, I'm not going to add their practice squad wide receiver slash quarterback. Just avoid the Broncos. It's, it's as simple as that. Uh, Alvin Kamara is still in my lineup, but as I mentioned earlier, he is banged up. So I'm a little worried that Latavius Murray is going to be more involved this week. It, it, it's the, the Saints should basically treat this as a bye week. You know, Alvin Kamara has been fighting through injury all year. They should just give him a chance to rest up. But as an Alvin Kamara owner, obviously I want him in my fantasy lineup, but I want him to produce uh, Michael Thomas 
saw an absurd like 50% of the targets from Taysom Hill last week. So Michael Thomas, obviously in your lineup. I don't trust Taysom Hill whatsoever. I don't trust Emmanuel Sanders. I don't trust Jared Cook. I'd rather avoid all of those guys in my lineups this week. The Niners at Rams. Raheem Mostert makes his much-anticipated return. He's been incredible when he's been on the football field. Uh, so I'm, I, I would give him a chance this week, but I'm not starting anybody else against this Rams defense. Rams defense has been the number one defense in football this year. They've been absolutely fantastic. You just got to bench everybody else. Uh, Jared Goff has that particularly been good against the Niners. The Niners defense, despite all the injuries, has still managed to be strong. So I don't love Jared Goff. Uh, Cooper Cup has seen an unbelievable amount of volume over the past couple of weeks. So he's a guy that you could take a look at. Uh, I don't trust Robert Woods and I I don't trust any Rams running back right now. So I don't think you can start any of those guys. Uh, Chiefs at Bucks, Mahomes, Kelsey Hill, obviously in your lineup. I don't trust Le'Veon Bell. I don't trust Clyde this week. They're going against an elite run defense. I don't quite trust Sammy yet. I'd rather wait and see on Sammy, but obviously the big three are in your lineup. For the Bucs, I'm still starting Mike Evans. I'm still starting Chris Godwin. I'm still starting Antonio Brown. I think you got to start Tom Brady. This is going to be a high-volume passing matchup. There's going to be an opportunity for points in this game. I think you got to get get those guys out there. Uh, Gronk's been losing looks to AB, so I do not trust Rob Gronkowski this week. But if I had to start a single Bucks running back, I think I would lean towards Ronald Jones over Leonard Fournette. Uh, Thank you guys for listening each and every week. Go win your matchups. Good luck in week 12 of the fantasy football season. Jay Binkley's coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.